BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Now, I would have typically started with the Golden State-San Antonio game, but that wasn't much of a game. I realized the Spurs, for a half, hung around. And then and then Golden State went turbo time in the second half and uh, essentially treated the Spurs, the Warriors treated the Spurs like silly putty. At that point, and that was it. The, the more compelling story from the night in the NBA, and the place we're going to start, is in Philadelphia, where the 76ers played the Miami Heat, and Dwayne Wade, it was like a revival. Back from the dead, for a night anyway. Dwayne Wade, uh, 28 points, 7 rebounds, and the Miami Heat, you talk about an explosion in the second quarter, and that idea that you have to outplay the opposition for 48 minutes, and that's the key, you got to outplay the opposition. No. The Miami Heat, for three of the four quarters, were outscored, but all it took 
was a domination situation in the second quarter. You saw the game. You know what I'm talking about. A beat down for 12 minutes when the 76ers of a couple years ago showed up. The gutless wonders from Philadelphia. And they played like gelatinous poo uh, right all, all over the court. They were terrible in that game. So Miami wins the game 113 to 103. And the story is what happened after the game. The better story is in the losing locker room or in this case on the losing player's smartphone. And a player that didn't even play in the game and you know where I'm going with this, right? Yes. Joel Embiid, the meltdown heard round the basketball world. An all-star Joel Embiid who's good for 45 games a year or so, give or take. Uh, Embiid did not play. He has not played yet in either of the two games. And we have reached a Waterloo moment in the postseason for Joel Embiid. He turned to social media to vent his rage against the machine. He didn't play Monday, didn't play over the weekend, and he posted the following message for the world to see effing sick and tired of being babied he put on instagram after the game and just in case you thought somehow in some some odd way uh that could be misconstrued he had the black background and white writing so it stood out it really like popped Blank my blank and blank you yeah it was a blank 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 yeah it was that kind of situation Uh, Now, my favorite part of this story, there's a couple things I like. I like the fact that mainstream websites are bleeping out the F word. I think that's pretty amusing. It's the internet, stupid. You can put that on there. It's okay. Uh, It's all right. The uh, the FCC, I don't think they govern the internet yet. I guess with net neutrality, maybe that'll all change, but we're not quite there yet. So you can put the F word out on the internet. Trust me, it's been done before. Uh, so that was he wrote. That's all he wrote right there. And uh, how many words is that? Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six. Seven words. Seven words. Effing sick and tired of being babied. And- not two, not yeah. three, not four, <laughs> not five, not six. And we were off to the races. Now, Embiid has been out for a while. He's hasn't played since March 28th. And if you look at your, your smartphone, you say, well, look at this. It's April. It's Essentially, April 17th, right? This is our April 17th show. That's a good amount of time. He suffered a broken orbital bone and also a concussion. He collided. It was sixer on sixer crime. Markel Fultz, the number one pick, who also, in the in the tradition of Sixers basketball, sat out pretty much the entire season. All right, so uh, what gives here? What gives on this? Let's go to the horse's mouth. Well, we don't have Joel Embiid, but we do have... The next best thing, Brett Brown. The Who? Head, I don't know. He's how did never this, heard of him. How did this guy keep his job? The guy was losing every night. I mean, trust the process. Pile up the losses. You get a loss. You get a loss. You get a loss. You get a loss. Anyway, Brett Brown is still coaching the Sixers somehow, and he was asked about the Instagram post heard round the NBA. He just wants to play basketball. He wants to be with his team. He wants to play in front of the fans. And he wants to see this through. When when he's not able to do that, he gets frustrated. And I respect his frustration. It's born out of competitiveness, and it's born out of him wanting to be with his team. All right, so the question here, let's talk about this. The question, is this going to help or hurt Joel Embiid's case to play? 
No, I'm going to go first here. I say it helps him. All right? I say it helps him, and you've got a couple of things here. My thoughts on this, you've got perception is reality, pouty face, and the glass man. All right, first of all, the perception is reality. And Joel Embiid is a, a – the way you would describe him, he's a social media rock star. Uh, he's tremendously popular, has a cult following of basketball nerds that just suck up everything he posts. They think he's the funniest guy in the world. They laugh at all his jokes. They're smitten with Joel Embiid. Uh, the guy can do no wrong. He's got the gift of gab on social media – he is winning at that realm of life. He is. He's and it doesn't matter whether he plays in games or he doesn't play in games. Uh, he's winning in that department. So the perception is, hey, this guy is a gladiator. He wants to get out there and he wants to play. And what's po- what could possibly be wrong with that, right? So in that department, he's winning, right? He's he's some kind of cutthroat barbarian who wants to get out there and swashbuckle his way on the court and save the day for the 76ers. It's like a cartoon figure. So so that works out in his favor. Now, the second thing, ironically, and this is one of my favorite parts of the story as well, is Joel Embiid, by posting, I'm effing sick and tired of being a babied, he is being a baby while saying he's tired of being babied. Isn't that not wonderful? I envision him with the pouty face is what I envision him with while he's sending this on his phone, sulking and whining, right? That's how I envision this. Needing a stuffed animal, huffing and puffing as he sends this out on Instagram, and he needs somebody on the Sixers to sing Rockabye Baby while this is being sent out. That's how I envision this anyway. Now, the final thing on this is the ugly truth of where Joel Embiid is as a professional basketball player. You would have to call him the glass man. You would. Uh, He is a lightweight. Now, when he plays, he plays very well, but he is unreliable. He's unreliable, and because of that, the Sixers are behind the eight ball more times than not. They cannot rely on Joel Embiid. He is brittle. He is fragile. He's all of those things. And the Sixers, are they being uber protective of Joel Embiid? Probably so. Probably so, right? They're they're overly concerned because they know his track record and how many games he misses. It was amazing. He made it to 63 games. It felt like he played in all of the games this year, and yet he still missed almost 20 games, but yet he's such a lightweight, it felt like Embiid was the Iron Man of the NBA. And if I said to you, hey, your favorite NBA player is going to miss almost 20 games, you would say, man, that's a lot of games to miss. And yet Embiid, the bar was so low for this guy, the fact that he played in 63 games, it was like, man, that guy's got grit. He played in 63 games? I know. Give me my blankie. That that was actually said in the Sixer locker room. That was. So will it work, right? Now, some in the mainstream basketball media are already complaining about how this puts undue pressure on the Sixers because they don't want to play Embiid. In fact, he hasn't been cleared for Game 3. He's listed as questionable for the game on Thursday in Miami. I say he plays. I say he plays. He's gone public. I'd like to, I'd like to thank Joel Embiid for this very public 
discourse. I think it's great. I think it's wonderful. I think this is, the, all athletes should air their dirty laundry on social media. I think the world would be better. I think teams would run better. Locker rooms, would, everything would be transparent, right? No, no separate and divide in the locker room. No rotten apples. Just everything out in the open. Uh, everything out, and we can. No one infected by this. We can all. We can all go over this and microanalyze it. I think it is wonderful. I think it's absolutely great. You can really caca it up. <laughs> uh, it, it's almost like Joel Embiid was made in one of those laser printers. You know, it's it's like, it's almost because like, he he's made out of like some kind of. I'm not saying pudding. But maybe paper mache, like a nice paper mache, covered in something else. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, it's the uh, them out of show. We say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Oily. Hello, Ben Maller. Judas Garcia. Oh, you're Mark, the full name guy. Mark doesn't call the show anymore, but he harasses me on Twitter. He's tempor- <laughs> oh, I didn't know he was on Twitter. Yeah, he te- that's unfortunate. Well, he's temporarily relocated now to Medford, Oregon. Ironically enough, really? He's, yes, is the, he taking the place of uh, the Holy our Land, friend Genie, the late great Genie yeah. in Medford? Will, will he be Mark in Medford now? Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know about that. But he sends me these weird messages all day. Oh, there's a I, surprise. Yeah, and like most of them are about, hey, the Dodgers are in last place, Ben. They suck, you know, well, like, like things your, like that. Like your impression of him. Goes on. <laughs> I read about one out of every ten of them, but they keep coming. One you after handle one. yourself, Ben. It's like, it's like a conveyor belt. Yeah, how do you stop. have time to do anything in the day with Weed Man Hippie and Mark the Full Name Guy, and I'm sure it's, others? It's uh, overwhelming. Yeah, I mean, you got to. It's overwhelming. Got to. I got to have blinders on. Is what I have to. I do. would think I so. Turned on and it. Scared me. Uh, it yeah, scares scared, me every yeah. day. I, I try to that. avoid the. I don't post as much as I used to on Twitter because I know, I know when I post that stuff, it's going to be uh, this guy's upset with what I put. That guy's upset. They complain. They whine. They bitch. They moan. The whole. Thing. So it's a kindergarten club, is what it is. I understand. We created the kindergarten club. Now, did I hear you right in that you believe that? This post by Joel Embiid will get him in the lineup yes, sooner. Yes, I believe he will play. I think the Sixers will say, "Okay, listen, he's he's going on the record. He wants to play. He says he's good to go. We're going to put him out." If they do that, then the Sixers are a joke of an organization. Well, they're already a joke of a franchise. They literally well, talked away several that. I mean, seasons. Look, they're on the upswing. They, no, stop. They, they are. I hope they lose every game. I pray well, they lose. We, we hope you. you I pray every, they every lose team every other game. than the Boston teams. You, we know you, you root against all those teams. Well, that's but, not I mean, true. The Dodgers. Well, Dodgers are on yeah. the way back, you're by not, the way. Yeah, you're not a real I, Dodger fan anymore. You've, uh, I you've am. dumped them for the Red Sox, no, well, my which is son, sad. You know, my but... second team, the Red Sox, uh, playing very well, by the way. Yeah. yeah. I, you don't play Joel Embiid until he's cleared to play, period. I don't care how many things he tweets or puts on Instagram or anything yeah. else. You, 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 Eddie, you by, can beat the Heat, right, without uh, him. You won every, 17 games in a row. Every real sports fan with integrity should hope that the Sixers lose because what they did was sports racketeering. What they're guilty of is sports racketeering. They well, extorted, they're not the only ones who've done it. It doesn't matter. They're the gold standard. They extorted money. I say illegally. They're illegal business activities. Well, but let's be they, honest. No, no, let me they're, explain. But their customers, are they complaining now? No, they're not. I'm complaining. Yeah, but you, they don't customer. care about you. You're not, I'm a customer. You're not, you're no, not a customer. I am a customer. No, I am not. a customer. You're not. I don't work for the NBA. I'm a customer. But that's you illegal. Don't buy, the you don't NBA, have Sixers season part tickets. Of the, fran- you know, the motto of the NBA is you have 30 franchises that all compete with integrity to try to put the top team they can put on Allegedly. the court. 
right? So the Sixers were committing illegal business activities. That's that's sports racketeering. They got away with it for years because they got a jellyfish as a commissioner and Adam Silver, who's spineless. <laughs> I do love that. And they've got a fan base, a bunch of dopes in Philly. No, that's not fair. Undomesticated animals that put up with this. And now they think this is the way to go. You know, I, Now they I, think this is the way to go. Maybe, maybe I know we get to be, you know, we're the old guys get off my lawn now. No, not we're, me. I'm, the, I'm a millennial then. No, that's a lie. Yes, I am. What's so the next maybe, so maybe my thinking on this has changed, or maybe it's just you know we we're so ingrained in sports that the worst team is going to get, you know, yeah. the high pick to help themselves out, and it's just I've gotten to the point where I'm sick of this. I agree. I we agree. Should, we should completely change this. Reward the teams that spend the money and That's, do yes. things right, and Absolutely. give them the number one pick. Why do go, Eddie? Why are we rewarding these crappy teams if, 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 if for intentionally losing? I mean, like yeah, I said, I it, you yeah. grow up and you you just come, you're just accustomed to things. You think that's the right way to do it because yeah. that's the way it's always been done. And at some point, you're like, wait a minute, this is stupid. Why are we doing this? Yeah, uh, and and again, I, I'm a very proud American. You know, Eddie, I I have the flag at my house. I love America. Man, I've got an American flag right here next to me. Yes, man. I I'm more I could patriotic literally than drape you. It around I am, me if I'm I a better to. American than you. That's a lie. I've <laughs> got jury duty next month. You hate all of our Olympic teams. No, well, that's so true. But I love that the makes, flag. That automatically. I love- Omits you from being a great I American. I love soldiers. Uh, I love the military. I love all of America. I'm a better American than you. But I, one thing they get right in Europe is I think it's called uh, yeah, relegation. Yeah. Exactly. Relegation. And God, I, I never thought I'd get to that point. But a few years ago, I had, I had an epiphany. It is wonderful. It actually makes the yes. crappy games at the end yeah. of the year meaningful. Yes. It's brilliant. We, we are so backwards with our effed up sports leagues. You think at the end of the year the Phoenix Suns, instead of having a party with cake and balloons, getting the number one uh, chance at, the, at the, the most lottery balls, if they were worried about being relegated to the G League, you think they'd have the same reaction at the end of the year? I say no. I say no. Relegate their asses. Send them to the G League. <laughs> Send the sons to the G League. That should be their punishment. I'm with you, man. Yeah, all right. I'm with well, you. you Let's do it. We'll do it together. Screw the NBA. We're going to call the sons up, Coop. Let them know they're going to the G League. They're going to be playing Bakersfield. Is there a team in Bakersfield? Yeah, I think there is. Yeah, there's yeah. a team in Bakersfield. They'll play Bakersfield. Well, there some... was. It's hard to, it's hard uh, to keep track. Yeah, they, yeah. They come and they go. They come and they it's go. It's a fluid situation, yeah. I fully support relegation. Promotion the, Are the and Mad Ants still around? The main uh, there's, mad there's a, mad ants. Remember the fort was it Fort Wayne? Oh, Fort mad Wayne, ants? yeah. I know the not red, the ants, I, mad ants. The red claws of uh, Maine are still there. I like it. That's the uh, the I think the Celtics G League team. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There has been some debate over the course of years in watching sports here, whether or not teams can really flip the switch, as the cliche goes. Well, the Golden State Warriors were playing like dog food at the end of the regular season. They were not only an NBA team, they were garbage. They had a losing record their last 17 games. They were not even going through the motions most of the nights. And now we are two games into their opening round playoff series against the San Antonio Spurs, and voila, abracadabra, hocus-pocus, the Golden State Warriors have gone turbo time. Uh, Yep, they've gotten the wake-up call, and all of that talk of panic has been pushed to the side. They've sanitized things in the Bay Area. The Warriors get a 116-101 win last night over the San Antonio Spurs, 
And so now up two games to love. Will the San Antonio Spurs even get a win in this series? That is highly doubtful. That is highly doubtful. A couple of takeaways, and there's some other things I want to get to, but a couple of takeaways from this. Number one, the fact that San Antonio got monster performances from LaMarcus Aldridge and Patty Mills and still lost by 15 points. I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge, you'd be hard-pressed to have him play much better than he did. He had 12 rebounds, 34 points, uh, was 12 of 12 from the foul line, was great. Now, a lot of that was done in the first half. San Antonio, at halftime, was in the lead in this game. They, they, the Warriors were lucky that they were only down at halftime by six points was the spread at halftime. And then in the second half, it's like, all right, that's enough. That's enough. Uh, we we need to spruce things up here all of a sudden. And uh, there you go. Hit the button and voila. They've been revitalized, the Golden State Warriors, and they get the easy win going away. No Steph Curry, no problem. If I were a betting man, which I might occasionally do from time to time, I would say the Spurs don't win a series because it essentially comes down to a one-game situation. It comes down to game three of this series. Due to my years and years of research watching the NBA, the way this will work, the Spurs will come out and attempt to defend their honor at home, right? Home court and all that, very important. You want you don't want to go down in a, in a blaze of, uh, of, of poo, if you will. So they'll come out, play great, play very hard in that game, but if things go sideways, and they likely will go sideways for the San Antonio Spurs in that game on, I believe the game is on, what is that, Thursday. So on Thursday night. So if things go sideways then, then it is a coronation situation on Sunday. It is a 1-2-3 Cancun. Uh, let's get the hell out of here for the San Antonio Spurs. So I, I would, if I, if I gave you 1000 bucks and said, where are you going to go on this? I would take the $1,000 and I would wager on the Golden State Warriors to sweep the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, that's, that's my position. Now, there's another story that caught my attention from the NBA playoffs, and this involves James Harden. Now, it, not necessarily Harden per se himself and what he did the other night, but it's something that Charles Barkley said in the aftermath of that particular game. Now, Harden had 44 points. The Rockets won their opening game against the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, comfortably not so much, right? I mean, Chris Paul threw the ball away. Jimmy Butler took an ill-advised three-point shot. Uh, it was it was very possible for Minnesota to have at least forced overtime in that game, uh, and then anything could go at that situation. But the thing that I wanted to talk about here, Charles Barkley, there was some conversation that took place following that and in the aftermath of the Rockets game, and Barkley put – He put James Harden on this huge pedestal, right? Put him on a huge pedestal. And uh, let's go back. This is on Inside the NBA here. Uh, Barkley along with Kenny Smith and Shaquille O'Neal. Question for Shaq and Kenny. You can answer Arnie also. Mike D'Antoni said something a couple weeks ago. And I'm going to ask Kent. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, George Heisman Gervin, Kevin Durant, and James Harden. Who is the best individual scorer out of those guys? That's a serious question? That's a serious question. I mean, I'm going to be biased, and you take Michael out of it. 
And you want to just say who's Kobe? But Kobe, no, Kobe Bryant is a better scorer. Than James Harden? Yeah. Yeah, all day, every day. Yeah. I don't know, man. This guy, Kobe Bryant is a better scorer. Listen, I think those guys are better players, but I'm talking about individually. Because those guys are great defenders. Kobe well, that's that's a question we game. gave you an answer, I, I man. I understand that. But Kobe Bryant had 81 points in a game. James Harden, uh, James Harden unguardable. All right, so there you heard it. That was the money line. That was the quote that resonated from that conversation. Charles Barkley saying that James Harden is unguardable. Right? Unguardable. It uh, might be the most unguardable. The, the full quote was, was Barkley said that James Harden, to me, might be the most unguardable player I've ever seen. So I wanted to talk about this. Because uh, I, I got an email from a guy in Houston. Like, Why didn't you bring this up? Well, I didn't see it when it happened originally. I was you know, preparing to do something else. I don't sit there and, and take notes on inside the NBA. It's not what I'm doing. But uh, I've seen the clip. You play, we played it for you right here. So I wanted to talk about this. Uh, and it's pretty simple. What do you make of Charles Barkley's declaration that James Harden, out of that group of Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, George Iceman Gervin, and Kevin Durant, that – Harden is the most unguardable player he has ever seen, Barkley said. Uh, now, my perspective on this, you've got the weasel, superstar calls, and recency bias as well. You've got all these things. We'll link them together. Now, A, Charles Barkley is the star of sports TV. He's good at making television, sports television, and all these other hacks that get on television, all these other former players they, they've attempted to recreate what Charles Barkley's been able to do. He pretty much talks off the cuff, and there's not a lot of preparation involved in what Charles Barkley does. And, you know, he was talking out of his behind, which is what he usually does. And you know, Barkley likely doesn't even remember saying this. If you were to go up to Charles Barkley like today and say, hey, Charles, do you remember what you said the other night? He was like, I don't really remember that. I mean, he's like, you know, he's done, he moves on, that's it. Uh, but either way, I, I am going to discount this. Now, the reason I'm going to discount this is the body of the quote there from Charles Barkley was James Harden, to me, might be the most unguardable player I've ever seen. And as someone that is a purveyor and a investigator of weasel words, uh, that there's, I mean, that's my alarms were going off. There were flags up. They, I mean, when you, that's the definition of weasel words, right? He didn't say James Harden is the most unguardable player. Instead, he said James Harden might be, might be the most unguardable player. There's a massive difference. Words matter when you're talking about this. And so there's that. And then B, James Harden doesn't end up at the top of my list. Now, why doesn't he not end up at the top of my list? Harden is far too dependent on getting officials to give him the call. And I realize the NBA is a league where stars get the call, but he lives even more than all these other players that Charles Barkley named there on the charity stripe. What James Harden has been able to do, and you can say it's to his credit or his detriment if you're looking at all time, he has taken the superstar call to the next level. What do I mean by that? Right? Uh, he has taken it further than everyone else. James Harden has averaged 10 or more foul shots five different times in his career in Houston. Five different times per game he's averaged 10-plus foul shot attempts per game. Now, to give you some context on that, Kobe Bryant played 20 seasons for the Lakers. He averaged 10 or more foul shots per game three times in 20 years in the NBA. Michael Jordan 
the the memories that many people have of Michael Jordan are those of him making foul shots that he there were the Jordan rules and that he got away with so much but Jordan averaged over 10 foul shots a game only twice in 15 seasons in the NBA James Harden's already done it 5 times just with the Rockets alone I'm not talking about Oklahoma City he didn't play that much in Oklahoma City but wait there's more Kevin Durant with Oklahoma City winning an MVP award Golden State he has played a number of years now in the NBA. He has averaged 10 or more foul shots per game one season. How about George the Iceman Gervin from before our time, right? The Iceman, he averaged 25 points a game. He had he never had, not a single season where he averaged 10 or more foul shots per game. And so James Harden is living proof that getting the benefit of the call, taking it to the next level, he has been able to fatten up his scoring average. That doesn't make you unguardable, right? That doesn't make you unguardable. If they're going to call a foul on every play, that's a different conversation. Uh, Harden always gets the benefit of the doubt. And and there's also the fact that he rarely gets called for traveling. And you can say, well, that's nitpicking. None of the star players get called for traveling. The problem is that Harden regularly travels. Like it's blatant, blatant traveling. And they looked it up. And Harden ranked 355th in travels per game this season. Considering that he touches the ball all the time for the Rockets, he averaged 0.03 travels per game, which I think means that he played 72 games. He was called for something like two travel calls the entire season out of 72 games and touching the ball all the time. And again... It's an awkward situation because Harden, almost every single time he touches the basketball, he travels, right? And the referees don't call it, and and that's, you know, hey, good for him. He gets away with it. Does that make you unguardable, though? I mean, I would argue that any player in the NBA, if you allow them just to blatantly travel, they would be unguardable, right? And you toss in the fact that if you even breathe on James Harden, it is a foul against you, and you're going to go to the charity strike. Now, the parting shot on this, Charles Barkley was also dabbling in what I like to call recency bias, big time, right? And we're all guilty of this, placing too much emphasis on what just happened. He had just watched the Rockets play, or at least part of the Rockets game, and it is human nature, oftentimes, whatever you just happen to see, that you put that ahead of other things. It's also known as being a prisoner of the moment, and at the same time, uh, you know, people. Now, to, to be fair here, people often suffer from the opposite, which is the good old days syndrome. And what is the good old days syndrome? That is, we only remember the positive aspects. Like you don't remember, if you remember Michael Jordan, you don't remember Michael Jordan having a bad game. He did have a bad game. He did have bad performances. He did miss shots. You just don't remember it. You remember the good old days. You remember him making game-winning shots and all that. Uh, so you know Jordan's clearly ahead of all that. You know everyone on that list, but you'd put you'd have to put Kobe there reluctantly ahead, and the Iceman, and then you'd put Durant and Harden as a toss-up situation. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you would like to comment on that, you are more than welcome at eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine, and we are also on Twitter at Ben. Maller. That's at Ben Maller. can be part of the festivities. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Judas Garcia is right uh, over there. 
just uh, chilling out, hanging out. Uh, that always has bugged me, too, about Harden, that they allow him to take that little step all the time, especially like the, for the step-back jumper. I mean, if you're allowed to do that, you're going to get your shot off every time. Yeah. I, I, I could Was play... it Steve Kerr who said, who was the one who kind of called yeah, him out on it? Yeah, yeah, he and called it, it out. everybody was like, people, yeah. yeah. I could I could play in the NBA if you gave me that step. I could totally do that. Well, that now you've taken it too far. Well, no, I could. I, I could be a bench player on a bad team in the NBA. No, no, you know no, who no, you no, sound no, like? No. You know who you sound like? What's that? Arnie Spanier. Well, no, I'm better than I, I'm better than Arnie. Arnie's always going am, on and on about his I game, and then you see Arnie. a video of it on YouTube. But I'm like, convinced anyone could be a, a bench player. You don't play like I, if if I made a backstory. Like this, the Phoenix Suns had a scout in Europe, and they went to like the Czech Republic, and they found this guy. As long I, the the key is, I have to not speak the the native tongue here, right? I have to be very quiet. I'll have an interpreter that will speak for me, and and they and I'll grow a big beard, you know, because that's you got to have the the look and all that. I'm trying to think of an NBA player who resembled you. <laughs> yeah, no, I could totally do it. And so like, you, you know, the, Oliver the, Miller, maybe. Oh, shut up. The, the key <laughs> is the backstory. You've got to have a good backstory. You could totally pull off the con. You could totally pull off the con. Now you'd have to put a a, a web trail because of the internet now. But there are ways you can do it. You have to you know spread on the internet the web of lies, if you will. The backstory. Don't doesn't the FBI do that when they have uh, you know informants or people that are working undercover? They'll create a like a, a trail to make it seem like these people existed. So you could do that, and then you put me on the bench. I never play. I could be in the warm up drill. I could be in the pregame warm ups and knock down some twenty foot jumpers. I could totally do that. I'm I'm skeptical of that. I could pull it off. Yeah, I don't think you could. We got to try it. We I, absolutely got to try. It. Remember, James, uh, not James Harden, uh, was Russell Westbrook offered? He said, "If you think you can do it, do it." And I, I've told him I would like to play for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think I could do it. Give me a chance. Put me in there. I could see you on the bench for the tropics with the uh, headband. No, no. Uh, Phoenix, you need some hair, the though, Phoenix, to, the for the Phoenix headband, Suns. don't you, Danny? The Phoenix Suns is where I'm going. That is where I'm going to be. It's going to be great. The Valley of the Sun. <laughs> going to get a place over. Well, should I live in Scottsdale? That's like too bougie. That's the Beverly Hills of the, the Valley of the Sun. Maybe I'm more of like a Tempe. You know, I'm a millennial. I'm a hip guy. I could you know hang out with the the Sun Devil guys and all that, the girls over there at the Arizona State. So I, I could do that. So I, I think I could live in Tempe, and then I'd play for the Suns. I think it'd be great. You know, I'm waiting for the phone call. Be good promotion. We'd promote the, the Suns. It would be wonderful. You'd get a bunch of DUIs like McNabb. How dare you? How dare you? Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Everyone be quiet. Man, there's been a lot of talk recently about all of the coaching vacancies in the NBA, and now Meta World Peace has thrown his hat into the ring, tweeting out, quote, I would love to be head coach for the New York Knicks. Ben, this isn't likely, but could you see Meta eventually becoming a head coach? Uh, by the way, Coop, I remember the guy's name. He was actually the sales manager at WLUP in Chicago, Jeff Schwartz. 
That's his name. That's him. Yeah, Jeff Schwartz. Anyway, uh, you asked me about the Knicks. Meta World Peace. Absolutely. I fully endorse my former radio teammate, Meta World Peace, as a coach of the New York Knickerbockers. As you know, Kubaloop, Meta World Peace did a few shows here at Fox Sports Radio, and I did a four-hour radio program with Meta World Peace. It would be great. He's a New Yorker. He happened to play for the Knickerbockers. It was very unmemorable when he played in New York. Uh, that gives him a bit of a leg up. Uh, he dabbled in some coaching. He's hinted about wanting to get into coaching. He's had an interest in that. And uh, and keep in mind, you know, he said he wanted to coach the Knicks. At the same time he said that, Coop, he also said that he wants to do a record with Eminem and hang glide in Dubai. So I think he should do all three of those things. I think he should coach the Knicks while being on a hang glide ride in Dubai and make a record with Eminem. I think that would be great. Uh, I think you should do all three of those things. And B, listen, New York has tried stoic. They've tried respected NBA coaches. They've failed. They've tried college coaches. They've done a face plant, right? This is mostly a figurehead position. The Knicks don't have very many good players. Meta World Peace is a big enough space cadet that he could actually relate to the modern ball player. It could work. And even if it sucks and if he's terrible – it would still be fun to talk about. All right, next. Now, a recent report says that the Browns could take two quarterbacks in the first four picks of the draft. Now, this idea has been floated around before, but this is the first that we've heard about it being an actual possibility. Ben, how do you feel about the idea? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's not going to happen. Number one, the only way the Browns would do this is if it was a sign or a draft, rather, draft and trade situation. That has to be worked out prior to the fourth pick. You're not going to take a quarterback and say, all right, we're going to trade him after we draft him. Otherwise, what could happen? Cleveland could be stuck with the booby prize of booby prizes and be stuck with that quarterback because the way I look at the draft, much like when you buy an automobile and you drive it off the lot, you know how it goes down in value immediately when you leave the lot of the new car lot? The same thing happens with draft picks. The second that pick is made, suddenly the value plummets on the trade market. So that would be ridiculous. And and two, this is a weak attempt to drive some interest. I believe it's it's used – the Browns are essentially using Adam Schefter as a puppet here. Uh, the Browns have two draft picks. They, they could trade one of them, but they're not going to take quarterbacks with both picks. That would be a gigantic boondoggle is what that would be. Even for the Browns, that would be ridiculous. Next – I bet another report revealed that Bruce Arians will be accepting a broadcasting job soon. Now, it seems like a Sunday afternoon color commentating gig for Fox or CBS are the most likely landing spots. Now, Ben, you've always seemed uh, cautiously pessimistic when it comes to new athletes slash coaching hires in the broadcasting booth. How do you think Arians will do? Yeah, well, here's the thing. I... I thought Tony Saragusa years ago would be great. He sucked. Uh, and many of the guys I think are going to be good or terrible. I'm going to give this a thumbs down. All right, first of all, Bruce Arians is a proud member of the fraternity of football, which means he ain't going to cross those lines. Right? To be good at this, to be good at this, you have to cross those lines. And he's going to massage other coaches. He's going to be baby Gruden. Right? Massage coaches, celebrate the players. Arians has the ability to be different. I don't think he's willing to do that. Right? He'll, a lot of humble bragging for Bruce Arians, patting himself on the back. Uh, to make your mark, though, you have to be both self-deprecating and you have to be critical of the players and the coaches. There's a very small chance that Bruce Arians 
is willing to check all those boxes and do that. And so he'll be just another hack former coach or player that makes no impact at all, and you don't even know he's there. All right, there it is, Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, I'm still a little bit uh, triggered by the little rant you went on before we started this <laughs> oh, that's bit. that's nothing. So you, that's you nothing. You failed this edition. Oh, the full rant's coming up in a few minutes. Oh, no. The full Maller mountain of explosion is coming up here in a few minutes. The Otani explosion. Don't make any noise. No, don't buy a ticket and make noise. Don't do that. All right, time now for the Insta trivia. Here we go. Oh, really quick, Ben. Yes, cool. Or Eddie or Danny or whoever the hell your name is, yes. You're wow. like our parents. Yeah. Got to go through everyone's name before you Eventually, get I knew I would get there. Uh, Eddie, the 50th anniversary of the A's being in Oakland is tonight. Free admission tonight. tonight. Wow. Eddie. The, the A's should... are expecting 65,000 people, this really? article says. Eddie, we ought to drive to Oakland tonight and go yes. to the game. Who are they playing? White Sox. Oh, I don't want to. I wouldn't drive to Oakland for an A's White Sox <laughs> Oh, who game. cares? You. You're kidding me? You want to do it, Eddie? Yeah, we could do, do the it. show from we'll get a studio in the Bay Area. We'll do the show. <laughs> Be great. Now, how much is, are they? Are they charging seventeen dollars for a hot dog? Uh, are they making up the money that way? Or what are they doing? I don't know. All right, here's the instant trivia. Blank is the only player in Major League Baseball history to hit a home run in a World Series with three different teams. Again, Blank is the only player in Big League history to hit a home run in a World Series with three different teams. That's the instant trivia. The answer is next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. We've got John the Pie Guy who has teamed up with me and Ryan in Seattle is going to be with Danny G. It is the R. Lee Ermy edition of Maller's Mountain of Money. I hear a lot of clicking, which I'm concerned yeah. tremendously about. Whoever's doing that, knock that off Not immediately. Uh, all right, let's get going. Here we go. All right, I think Coop is going to guide Coop, us through uh, the categories okay. here. All right, uh, gentlemen, the categories are Full Metal Jacket, Toy Story, Seven, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All movies from his filmography. Uh, I believe John got on the line first, correct? Yeah. Yes, sir. All right, John, which uh, category would you like? Let me go with Toy Story. Is that, is that awake enough for you, Ben? <laughs> All right, hurry up. We got to go. All right, Ryan, Ryan, what, what category? Do what do you want, Ryan? Um, I will go with. I was gonna go Toy Story as well. Well, so you can't full, do that. Full <laughs> metal, oh, can't do that as well. Full Metal Jacket, Seven, or Texas Chainsaw. Uh, let's go Seven. Okay. All right, you have picked Seven. Very good. We'll put you down for that. Let's get going. Here we go, and we'll put forty-five seconds on the clock. I'll go first. All right, that Toy Story. These are some of the most animated sports figures. All right, here we go, John. Ready? Go. Let's do it, uh, number 32 for the Lakers. His number's retired. He has HIV. Magic Johnson. Correct. Uh, known as Beast Mode for the Seahawks. He plays for the Raiders. Marshawn Lynch. Correct. Uh, lost to Floyd Mayweather. He's an MMA star. Conor McGregor. Correct. Uh, trust the process. The center Joel for the. Embiid. Yes. Uh, the glove for the Supersonics back in the Jerry day. Payton. Correct. Known as Swaggy P for the Lakers. He plays with Golden State now. He sucks. Swaggy P. Nick uh, Young. That is correct. And the center for the Golden State Warriors, a star of Shaq and a Fool. He also sucks. No, oh, look at that. We ran the board. Good job by you. I never question yeah, the integrity of John the Pie Guy. Man. This guy is good. John the Pie Guy is great. All Smoke right. another bowl. All right. Uh, uh, 340 good. points. I haven't even smoked John tonight. And ben. 
I know. All, All right, right, Ryan, laser focus. It's medication. Yeah, you're right. screwed, he picked seven, right? Yes. yes. Okay, Ryan, these athletes all wore or wear number seven. Okay. 45 seconds on the clock. Begin. Former Nick was married to Lala, now plays for OKC. Iso ball. Won, won a championship yeah. with Syracuse. Uh, Pass. Uh, number true. seven, Broncos Hall of Fame quarterback. Now, John Elway. Yes. Uh, Vikings former QB just signed with the Cardinals. Frail, always injured. Uh, uh, he was a Sooner. Pat. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Pass. Wow. Jets QB. Uh, he was punched in the face by a teammate. Ben got in a twi- Twitter beef with him back in the day. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Mark Sanchez? No. No. His first name is a famous <laughs> uh, Philly cheesesteak no, place. Oh, I think you're doing great. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> oh, oh, who said no, that? No, that's was my guy. Man, can we go to the bullpen, or we don't have uh, enough time? You guys lost. Yeah, we can go to the bullpen if you want. Twenty but, points, uh, Danny. Twenty right. points. Okay, right, I, I think Jason. Hey, Ryan, you've been on a boat in, uh, in Alaska. It's not really anything you can do about it. I, don't I, even I know. I don't have much access to much TV. <laughs> I know. I understand, buddy. All right, hold on. Thank you for calling, though, Ryan. We thank you for listening, man, and enjoy your vacation in Seattle. All right, you want to go to the bullpen? Yeah, thank you. All right, Jason uh, Jason in Ottawa, hurry up. All, All right, right, Jason, what category do you want? Full Metal Jacket or Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. All right, these athletes are all from Texas. 45 seconds. Right, hurry up. Begin. Famous for running the ball. Uh, let's see, for, for the Cardinals. <laughs> like what? Keep going. Oh, uh, a cheating cyclist for uh, doping, cancer survivor. Lance Armstrong. Yes. Uh, Rams, famous uh, goggle-wearing running Eric back. Dickerson. Yes. Uh, Raiders, his chain got snatched off. Wide receiver. Oh, uh, Michael Crabtree. Yes. Uh, the Glide for the Portland Trailblazers. Clyde Drexler. The Gay Ram. <laughs> the Gay oh, Ram. Oh, Michael Sam. I'm a Michael yes. Sam. I'm offended. Mr. Cub. Mr. Cubs from way back uh, in the Ryan day. Ryan Sandberg? No, from no. way back, earlier. Uh, Black player, skinny. Let's play two. I have no idea. Play yes. no idea. Let's play. Oh, oh, Bernie Bang. Did I say Adrian's name? Uh, it felt like it doesn't oh, matter. You're not right. gonna it get enough. I, want, anyway, I was yeah. gonna say AP. If you had run the table, you would have had a 20 point lead, <laughs> but know. you didn't. So yeah. Ben still. Can leads. we run it up? You want to run it up, John the Pie yeah, guy? Yes, please. Let's yes, run please. it up. Yes, All right, please. here we go. Let's do it. Here we go. Let's run it up. Full metal jacket. 45 seconds. Go. Here we go. Uh, all right, number 42 for the Brooklyn Dodgers, the first Africa. Jackie Robinson. Correct. Jackie uh, Robinson. The wizard, what? What's the, going on? They're both doing it. The Wizard <laughs> of Westwood at UCLA. Correct. Uh, the Express, the strikeout king for baseball. Correct. Okay, only John. The Admiral for the Spurs. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Yankee catcher in the 50s and 60s. Yeah. Uh, Yogi Berra. Most were, yeah, Yogi Berra. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, left the Cardinals in the hell? NFL Blow for the up. U.S. Army. He died in the service. Right. I wish I would have had Jason from the it was beginning. Pat Tillman. I bet uh, you did. Oh, well, that's uh, the way yeah, the. Ryan, never call again, please. Well, that's the way the cookie. Oh, shut up, Jason. How dare you, you schmuck. We want new people to go. The guy's been on a boat in Alaska. <laughs> I mean, hey, Ryan, how much sports do you get on the boat in Alaska? Not much, right? Nah, no, we don't get. We don't have a radio. We don't have a TV. <laughs> no, I mean, the guy, I mean, the guy's been, He's like he's been outside the world we all live in. All right, John the Pie Guy, you win. You get a golden ticket. You get a golden ticket. Congratulations, John the Pie Guy. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.